Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. My notes are in the way of all the buttons, and I realized too late. I was like, I can't see the unmute, and then I had to move everything, and then uh, it took forever. Hello. I was like, where did he go? You coming down to do some sort of surprise hello? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna. And hello, how are you doing? I'm well. It's Friday, so it's my favorite day. It's Star Trek Day. How are you doing? Friday, Friday. Um, I'm doing great. As as you well know, mm. I also love Friday because it's Star Trek Day. Yes. And we got some big announcements from Star Trek, sort of. Oh yeah. Today, some, which is pretty good sweet news. About the new the new episodes, the mm. new series is is is. Series is is is. Series is 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 uh word on the street being that Discovery might come out, maybe even at the end of the year. <laughs> the end of the year. Shock. Uh, we need I need rather than a dun dun dun, I need like a one of those <gasps> kind of you need like shock. a record scratch, yeah. like a brook. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, uh, let me hit down. The star date is, I finally figured out star dates for this. <laughs> star date is 213-0219.6. And today we're discussing season one, episode three of Star Trek Picard. Boom! Shall we run it down? Let's run it down. Yes. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? Talk about the Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> point taken. Okay, so this is the end in the beginning. It's a little confusing, but bear with me. We're going to get through this. So a lot of things happen and start to happen and begin to happen and start to take shape in this episode. It's pretty great, but it's all world building. So we start with the Mars flashback. It's the the androids, the something 300s, I forget what they're called, and they kill people, and they kill themselves, and Mars's atmosphere explodes, and it's on fire. And so we see Picard coming out of Starfleet headquarters, and there's a young Raffi with her hair up in a bun. She's looking all natty in her yellow suit, and she's asking Picard, like, hey, how did it go? Did they go for it? And he's like, I laid the plan out. And he's like, they said we didn't have enough ships. He says, but I told you about those extra ships. And he's like, I told them about the extra ships. They said we were undermanned. She's like, but I told you about those extra uh, personnel. And she's like, yeah, I mentioned the extra personnel and then, and the extra uh, like synth. And she was like, and uh, he was like, well, so I laid it all out for them. And they said that uh, if that plan would allow things to go forward at a, a very diminished level and 
Rafa was like, what? And he was like, uh, they were very critical of the plan. And she was like, what about if we use synthetic life forms? That was the third part of her thing. Then we could definitely do this whole rescue thing. Because remember, Mars is burning, yes. But also, the star of Romulus has gone supernova and is about to like wipe out billions of people. And that's what they're there for. But apparently, Starfleet will no longer allow any synthetic life forms to be used for any kind of act. In fact, they're all being decommissioned. It's illegal to have synthetic life forms because there was a, quote, fatal code error. Mm. And that's why they killed humans. And Rafi's like, what? No, that's that doesn't even make sense. Why would androids do that? She thinks that there's some sort of connection to the Tal Shiar somehow, which Picard is like, I don't even get why the Tal Shiar would kill cause this to harm the Starfleet to prevent us from getting people away from the star that's going supernova Rafi it's too much he says but I still went to to bat for your plan and he gave the council an ultimatum he said you either accept this plan or you accept my my resignation and they accepted his resignation and then Rafi gets a like I kind of I wanted to say a, she gets beeped <laughs> she gets a text she gets a text she gets an alert that the cnc wants to see her the the commander-in-chief and she goes oh great you resign and throw away the plan and now i'm getting fired and then she leaves upset boom credits back to present day as you recall picard had just convinced rafi not to shoot him by offering him her wine and uh the uh the tal shiar thing the secret romulan agents on the planet Little tidbit, he knew that she would love. Like, hey, remember how you thought yeah. the Tashiar were involved? Well, now I'm on board. It's only been 14 years. He explains the situation with Dodge and how she died and all that stuff. And he says, listen, I need a ship, and a pilot, because I've got to find Bruce Maddox. And uh, Rafi, who's not looking as natty and well done up and all together, is looking a little not quite together and she like pulls some leaves off of a plant on her porch and she puts them into a weird tube device and they burn and she smokes it she's like smoking it apparently it's called snake leaf she said it's been 14 years of humiliation and rage and i've lost things and you never called you didn't even call to say hello you know it would have been nice to hear from you because i wasn't doing well and she's like uh snake leaf induced paranoia has been sort of ruling her life she lost her security clearance and she lost dot 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 but then she stops herself and she storms off Picard goes after her meanwhile on the artifact quote the Borg cube we meet at long last I was going to ask a question about Rafi's abode and where it is situated yeah does that rock mm-hmm. base is that supposed to be where the whole Gorn th- battle was with Kirk do you know that rock face that kind of sticks out <laughs> yes i know what you're talking about i don't think it's supposed to be the gorn battle a, place. An homage i it, it looks very gorn-esque i think the now listen i don't want to get nerd bombed by people who know better than i i do have a few books about these things but i believe the gorn episode was recorded at joshua tree in california and so if they're still using, like, that area, it may be someplace close. Because that popped up and it said Vasquez something? Mm-hmm. Vasquez Rocks, which I assume is a rocky place in California, be my guess. Sorry. No, 
That's listen. That's why we're here. These are the these are the important things. Little nitty gritty things that we nerd out about. We need to get into this stuff. Meanwhile, on the artifact, we see Hugh. Hugh, Hugh. whom we've not seen since Hugh, Hugh. whom we've not seen <laughs> since uh, Hugh. Who? Since <laughs> Hugh. Hugh. Who? Who? Hugh. 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 Who? Um. Uh, what, am I doing? what are we doing? So on the artifact, we meet Hugh, who was a, a Borg that the Enterprise ran into, that they were able to get uh, his implants out, and uh, he became back. He was like a human, and he's like back human, but he still is, he's sort of like a Seven of Nine, proto Seven of Nine, didn't integrate with the crew or anything, but he he has a whole episode where he like sort of returns to uh, his his former life and he sort of has to figure out what's going on. So now we find out what Hugh's been up to in these, the intervening years. He is now on the artifact and he's like the director of the XB's uh, area. The XB's being, I presume, X-Borg. Uh, he sees when Soji Asha, Dr. Asha, was talking to the nameless in the previous episode and spoke to it in its language and so he approaches her and he says, hey, you've always been excellent, but I saw what you did with that nameless. That's wonderful. And so I'm going to allow you to interview Ramda, whoever Ramda is. And and so she's very excited about this. And she's like, oh, have you read the, the Romulan dossier on Ramda? And he's like, uh, no, how would you have read it? And she's like, uh, anyway, she was the foremost expert on ancient Romulan myth. And as an anthropologist, I believe that there can be therapy through shared myth. And he was like, okay, well, you got 30 minutes. So good luck. Back to Vasquez Rocks. Picard finds Rafi. She's stormed off. He apologizes for being Picard, essentially. And he mentions, hey, listen, uh, these these she are here, and I suspect they couldn't operate openly on Earth without Federation complicity, like you hinted at in the cold open. And Rafi is like, listen, what we were talking about 14 years ago, I have evidence of that there was Federation complicity in the in the attack on um, the, the shipyards in Mars. Uh, but Picard's like, listen, I need your help because you're so able to see things that other people don't see. I think at this point we're supposed to see like that Rafi is like ace sort of like pattern recognition, hacker, puzzle solver kind of person that like was Picard's first pick to be his like, I don't know what, what XO, even though he didn't have a ship, but he was, she was like his number one when he was an admiral. And so he needs her to help him figure out what's going on with this conspiracy. And she's like, uh, no, there's no way I'm going back down that rabbit hole. Look what it's done to me in my life in the last 14 years, but I found you a pilot and the pilot will be in touch. Uh, his name is Rios. That's all we get. So then it jumps to the Daystrom Institute where uh, Dr. Gerati, Agnes Gerati, is just... You love saying Gerati. Gerati. I don't like saying... I don't want to say Gerati. Gerati. Dr. Gerati. Sounds like like <laughs> how we would have said like our teacher's name in high school in Brooklyn. Hey, Dr. Gerati. Hey, welcome back, Kata. Kata. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> sounds like a bad John Travolta impersonation. Hey, Dr. Gerardi. What gives? Hey, what gives, Dr. Gerardi? You, you talking to Commodore O? She's the head of Starfleet Security. 
Uh, uh, what's going on there? Hey. Hey, yeah. hey with the hey. shoulder shrug. With the shoulder shrug. Hey. Anyway, Dr. Girati is eating lunch, I presume, on a bench beneath the tree, looking out, listening to classical music on her earbuds. <laughs> and then she turns to look around <laughs> behind her, and Commodore O is there in Starfleet uniform, but also sunglasses. I don't know why that really makes me laugh because she's supposed to be like a spy or whatever. In like Top Gun sunglasses with the ears. Yeah, you don't look nondescript in your yellow security uniform <laughs> just because you throw <laughs> some sunglasses on. But whatever, it's cool. I like the, it gives a, 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 a sense of cloak and dagger. Uh, and no spoilers, we won't talk about the sunglasses anymore. Anyway, uh, Gerardi is like, uh, oh, sorry, uh, who are you? And she's like, I'm Commander O, and I just want to talk to you about the two visits you've had with Picard. Dun, dun, dun. What could they possibly have to talk about? We won't find out in this episode, because then we go back to the artifact. Q is leading Soji in to speak to Ramda. We meet the disordered. They're all Romulans who were, I guess they were attempted to be assimilated, but the assimilation didn't take. And so now they're sort of like, I guess, uh, no way to describe it, but they're like, sort of like, uh, like, what's the word when you're D? You're not like really there. You're there, but you're not delirious. They're not, well, they're delirious. They're like D connected. It's something D anyway. Dis, it might be dis. Disconnected, dissociated. Yes. Yes. Hey, look at we us. We got it together. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> so they're like drawing and working on like something that looks like a one of those Rubik's cubes. Uh, Rubik's cubes, and Ramda is uh, flipping through some triangular shaped cards, which I guess have some sort of mythological. They were like Romulan tarot cards to me. They're like Romulan tarot. That's what kind of what I assumed, and which we find out towards the end. They are exactly like Romulan tarot cards. Anyway, Soji's like, oh, that's interesting. And they look over at Ramda, and she's flipping through cards. And we zip back to uh, Earth, where Rafi is doing research. She's smoking snake leaf. She's looking at weird screens, and she's all glingity-glingity-glingity-glang. And she gets a message from Picard. It looks exactly like that. Thank you very much. Very good uh, prop work. And (laughs) uh, she gets a message from Picard. She picks up. And she's like, what? And Picard's like, hey, you're researching, aren't you? And she's like, no. And he's like, here's some more information. And thanks for being a part of the plan. Uh, that was one of the quotes, actually, I picked. So we'll, we'll get back to that later. So uh, Picard, in the meantime, finally hears from the pilot. He goes to the vessel. I noted that when he first arrives, you hear the mm-hmm. underneath. And I was like, this is going to be the ship. This is going to be the ship. He's approached by a very handsome, a very British man wearing a white shirt and like a cardigan or something. (laughs) And he's like, oh, hello, you're here, finally. Oh, yes, follow me. Um, And and we think that that's Rios, but maybe it's not Rios. Anyway, that leads him to uh, someone sitting in the pilot's chair with a shard of uh, like titanium sticking out of their shoulder and their shirt off. And smoking a cigar. And I guess that's the real Rios. But he's made his emergency hologram look exactly like him, only uh, with like a sort of upper crusty 
sort of intellectual accent, not quite British. Do we think it's somewhat narcissistic? Yeah. Yeah, he's got serious ego problems. Right, he wanted it. Well, he was a, was he a first officer and he wanted to be a captain, obviously. Though you've got to have a bit of an ego. He was an XO, yes. Yeah. He was an XO. He's got a big ego. He's conflicted. We learn all this in the following uh, conversation, so we might as well get into it. Uh, he was the XO of a ship that apparently got into some trouble. It was called the Ibn Majid, and it uh, has been expunged from Starfleet records for some reason, some mysterious reason. And he's reading a book, <laughs> the title of which is My Tragic Sense of Life. I forgot to write down the author's name. Um, but he and Picard have a chat while the emergency hologram pulls the shard out of his shoulder. And uh, he's drinking and smoking uh, his cigar. And it really made me want us to have a cigar. But that's neither here nor there, Steph. Uh, cigar. Yeah. We, we bonded I, over cigars. We did. We should shove tritanium into our shoulders. <laughs> And open a <laughs> bottle of something and smoke. Scotchy. Scotch. I couldn't tell what the drink, and you can't, I don't want to get into this. This is me getting off track again. So. This is why I should drink, because then I don't interrupt you. When I, when I, when I pay more attention. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told that a lot. People should drink when they listen to me talk. I think <laughs> it, they go hand in hand. Uh, okay, so. Picard and he and they talk back and forth and and he asks questions about what Picard wants to do. Picard's like, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but it's going to be a little bit in the gray area, like not quite legal, not quite illegal. But they know about Rafi and they suss each other out. And so meanwhile, Rafi is continuing to do her research and she finds some kind of fingerprinting, quantum fingerprinting, blah, blah, blah. It's a lot of techno stuff. But anyway, all her things lead to a place called Free Cloud. Uh, back on the ship, Rios, we assume sometime later, is now reading his sad, sad book. And another hologram shows up. It's not the same hologram. It's like a different hologram. This one has a very, I would describe it as crudely broad Irish accent. And it's talking to him about, uh, he's talking about Picard with his new, this Irish hollow, who I surmise is like sort of a psychologist, but also is giving him an update on the ship. Uh, but anyway, he's like, are we excited? Are you happy? And Rios is like, I don't want to talk about this. He's so brooding. And he does mention that he doesn't need a new big captain in his life because his last, he can't close his eyes without seeing his last captain's blood and brains splattered over a bulkhead. And he deactivates the hollow. So there's a story there. Though I'm not sure what. For dang sure. We don't know. For dang, there is, <laughs> now you're Southern. Oh God. For dang sure, Southwestern. Yeah, there's a story there for dang sure. Um, meanwhile, back on Chateau Picard, and this is where things get very complicated, so I'm sure 18 planes will fly overhead. Meanwhile, back on Chateau Picard, Picard is there with his knapsack because he's like, I'm trying to get out of here. He's talking to his housekeeper and he's like, hey, you know, I never really felt like I belonged here, but I tried my best. And she's like, yeah, you always had your eye on the stars. Hugh and Soji are on the board cube and they're talking to Ramda and they see Ramda put down a card. And Soji mentions that's the card for the false door because all of Romulan's houses have a front door that's a false door. No one uses that door. You have to go to a door around back. So she takes the chair that's at the table and she puts it behind Ramda and she asks if she can sit down. And Ramda says, please sit. So she's broken through to Ramda. Meanwhile, the chateau is attacked and uh, like disruptor fire and Laris and Zabin 
fly into action like super fast. And this is when we find out that they're not just Romulan expats <laughs> that he's made his housekeepers. They're incredibly highly trained Romulan, like I guess former Tal Shiar, and they uh, take out like six of these other, you know, full body suit Tal Shiar people, the people that killed Dodge essentially. Uh, and we also, I wrote, uh, there's a lot of hidden phasers in the chateau. Under tables. Like Picard pulls one out of a thing. There's one under a table. There's one under a couch. So they are ready for, as, as rustic and beautiful as the chateau looks, they are ready for war <laughs> at any time for to like hold out against an army. And they're like, they vanquish all the foes. And then they're just uh, like checking in with each other. Everybody all right. And then one more shows up, but then it's shot in the black back by a blaster. And who should be holding that blaster? But Agnes Gerati, uh, who's like, uh, I, I thought it was on stun. And then Lara says, Romulan disruptors don't have a stun setting. So you killed that dude. Mm. They tie up the prisoner. And uh, Gerardi is explaining that she had a visit from O when she was at Daystrom and she's trying to say something to Picard, but then they wake the prisoner up and Picard's like, okay, let's start questioning him. Meanwhile, back on the artifact. Soji is talking with Ramda and she says, as an anthropologist by training, I'm interested in what these cards might mean. Do they connect to a mythology? And that gets a rise out of Ramda. She goes, ha, mythology. I hate that word. And Soji says, what word would you use? And Ramda says the news and this leads Soji into like a weird anthropologist excitement moment. She's like, ah, yes. The idea that former Borg might be able to create a shared narrative framework for understanding their trauma rooted in deep archetypes as relevant as the day's news, you know, nerd excitement. And then Ramda looks up at Soji and she's like, I know you. And Soji's like, oh no, we've never, never met before. Meanwhile, back on Chateau Picard, Picard is asking, why are the Tal Shiar on Earth? Why did you kill Dodge? What's the deal? Uh, and, and the prisoner is not really being responsive. And then back on the cube, Ramda says, she remembers Soji from tomorrow. And uh, Soji knows that somehow, knows that Ramda was on the last ship that that cube had tried to assimilate, that the, the, the ship was taken captive Everyone on the ship was assimilated by the Borg and then something went wrong. And that's why the cube became inactive and disconnected from the Borg, the bigger Borg hive mind. And then Ramda says, which sister are you? Are you the one who dies or the one who lives? Meanwhile, Picard and his team are talking to the guy and he says, why did you kill Dodge? Why did you kill that girl? And the, and the, the attacker says, she's no girl. And then, Ramda says, I do recognize you back on the cube. She says, you are Seb Cheneb. You are the destroyer, just as we flash back to the chateau. And the Romulan that they have captured says, she's the destroyer. Oof. And uh, the Romulan in Picard's living room then gets punched because he does something stupid. He falls back on the floor and then he bites down on what I guess is like an acid tablet or something and spits it onto uh, Zabin, but Zabin's able to get it off, but it manages to dissolve the Romulans, so they lose their uh, their captive that they were trying to get information from. Meanwhile, back on the cube, Ramda gets up after she calls her destroyer. She pulls the disruptor from one of the guards in the rooms who's supposed to have the disruptors uh, secured when they're in that room with the disordered, and she tries to shoot herself, but then Soji is able to stop her using what we presume... Oh, this might be a time to use the, the thing. 
non-human, probably very uh, synthetic style. Yes. Warning. Synthetic life form. Yeah, because she moves way too fast to get that disruptor out of Ramda's hands. And she's able to stop Ramda from, from killing herself. And then, but it has made all the other disorders in the room very upset. And then at the end of that scene, they're all staring at Soji upset and angry. So Soji, distraught, sometime later after that scene, runs back to her room and she calls her mother, just like Daj did that one time, if you may recall, in the pilot episode. And she asks, hey, is Daj okay? And her mother, that we now maybe don't know what that mother thing is, uh, says, yes, 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 Daj is great. She's thinking about getting a dog. I'm not sure it's the best idea. And then Soji, like listening to her mother drone on, just boop, passes out. Sometime later, sexy Romulan Narek shows up. I knew he'd have to be back. Who do you prefer, Narek or Rios? They both have the same sort of troubled thing going on, the same unkempt haircut, mm. the same dark affectation. You got to see Rios with his shirt off. Thought you might have had a moment. You get to see Rios with his shirt off, which mm. you know I do enjoy, but... I think that uh, I prefer Rios because he has a sense of humor. Yes. Even though he's like brooding and, you know, whatever. The fact that he made those holograms is sort of implicates him in some sort of, he has like at least a wry sense of humor yep. about his predicament. Whereas Narek is just like brooding and sad and weird and like a little too gothy with no smile. He's the kind of guy you would date in your like your early 20s before you mature. And even if I was like sort of into him, the scene where he like shows up and he's like, hey, how are you? And she's Soji is like, oh, I don't know how I knew all that stuff. You know, if you'd asked me five minutes before, I would have said I didn't know anything about the Romulan chip or Ramda. She says, you know, I don't know how it happened, but somehow I know it. Maybe I read it in a weird like thing that that should have been redacted, but it wasn't. And he says, she goes like, do you believe me? And he instead of like responding to her, he like takes her hand and sits down on the bed and he says, can you keep a secret? And she's like, what? And he like leans in and he goes, I think I'm falling in love with you. Well, that's just gross. <laughs> so anytime somebody doesn't answer a question with, I think I'm, first of all, listen, I know we're talking about Star Trek here, but clear red flags. If you have to make yourself three times removed from I love you, to say it, mm -hmm. that something is wrong. If he's like, I think I am falling in love with you. What does that mean? It's like, I think maybe I might eventually be in a position where I love you. Anyway, it's weird and it's gross. And he whispers it in her ear and then embraces her. And that's what Narek does. That's his secret. Anyway, as he's leaving, he's out in the hall. And who should be waiting for him but Nerissa, who we saw in the last episode with human ears, uh, she says, I'm back. And he sees that she's got her uh, Romulan ears. And he says, and so are your ears. So I guess he does have a sense of humor, but he's extra creepy. So he still loses. Narissa basically says she can smell Soji on him and it smells carnal. Ooh, yeah. And she wants information. She's like, what have you got from Soji? And he's like, I don't have anything right now. She doesn't know. She doesn't know what she is or what she knows. And he's like, I think we should keep that from her as long as possible. Well, Narissa oh, might agree that the mission on Earth was a mistake because they lost the opportunity to interrogate Dodge. She does feel like 
Narek's approach, which is a little unorthodox, which he says is more subtle, uh, needs to show results soon. And she tells Narek that's fine, but to be careful of his feelings. Don't go falling in love. Anyway, I think they're, yeah, we definitely know that they're siblings, but there's like a weird sexual tension between them that I also think is, well, is weird. (sighs) Back to Chateau Picard. Dr. Girardi is on the couch and she's explaining that she had to tell O everything because she's a bad liar. But one thing she didn't tell O was that she wants to go with Picard to find the second synth because she's like, that's what you're doing. And Picard's like, um, I'm, um, um. but then he gets a call from Rios and Rios says, hey, things are getting hot. I got sources saying that people are about to know that you're what you're about to do and they're about to come after us. So Girardi makes the cause for going with Picard. She's like, you're a good man who knows about pity. And I have waited for this moment for all of my life. And also I'm the foremost expert on synthetic life forms in the Federation. And so I need to go with you. And Picard says, all right. So they beam aboard and Rios is there and Gerardi's there. And who else is there? Rafi. Rafi's there. And Picard's so delighted. He's like, oh, Rafi. And so Rafi says, I'll tell you where I think Maddox is if you take me with you. And he says, I'd love for you to go with us. And she's like, I'm not with you. I'm not with you at all. Don't ever assume that. I just need a ride. Because Maddox is in Free Cloud. And everyone wants to know why Rafi wants to go to Free Cloud. But she's not going to tell anybody why she wants to go to Free Cloud. So they get into position. And Rios is sitting in his chair. And he looks up at Picard. And Picard goes, engage. And that is the end of Episode 3, Season 1 of Star Trek Picard. The end in the beginning. Oh yeah. We finally onto the ship. We're finally on a ship and we finally got the warp. Ready to go. Pew 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 pew. pew, 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 pew. Oh, do I have a warp sound? I might have a warp sound. Engage. Anyway, that was <laughs> sweet. I thought this was a great episode, but like I said, there's so many disparate things to keep in mind. There's like the conspiracy that Rafi thought about 14 years ago with the shipyards on Mars, there's a conspiracy going on now that Picard needs Rafi to help him with. There's Soji sort of waking up into what she is becoming, but also the deal with Ramda and calling Soji Seb Cheneb, the destroyer, and what that means. And uh, there's the connection between Narek and Narissa and what's going on there. And are they really working for the Federation? If so, why was she in disguise on Earth and not in disguise on the cube? But maybe that makes, it would make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Was she actually on the cube or was she projecting onto the cube? I forgot. She was projecting. She was on the way. Yeah. Uh, And also, why does Rafi want to go to Free Cloud? What's going on there? What did... uh, Dr. Girardi and Commodore O discuss. It's just a lot of open questions. Oh, and then what's going on with Rios? Why is he so upset? And what's happened? His other captain's brains on the bulkhead. So there's a lot of questions, a lot of things set in motion. And finally, the ship is set in motion. But the only person whose motives, thank you, <laughs> the only person whose motives we Woo-hoo. truly understand are Picard's. So it's great. He's surrounded, he's surrounded by possible allies but everyone has mysterious ulterior motives that may not quite come into light. It's, it's a very different situation for Picard, who usually is the captain. And so everyone takes on his impetus. And here, he's, he's really hoping that people will, will help him do what he wants to do. 
So I don't know. That's that's my feeling of the end is in the beginning. That there's a lot. It's a lot being set up and a lot that must be answered before Picard season one is over. Uh, shall we move on to a quotable moment? Quotable moments. Indeed. Let's talk about quotes. Let's talk about quotes, baby. Be. Let's talk about um, you and me. me. Um, I will start. Uh, the inter the exchange between Rafi and Picard when he calls her when she's researching after she's told him that she's not interested in helping him, she picks up and she says what? And he says you're doing the research, aren't you? And she goes no. And he goes I'm sending you everything that the Daystrom had on Bruce Maddox. And she goes I don't want it. And he says carry on and hangs mm-hmm. up, which uh, was a nice indication of the relationship, but also you know Picard being Picard. Yeah. Speaking of, I believe you have a quote that uh, is elusive. I had one. It was uh, Rios, and he said, after a interlude, shall we say, with Picard? Picard's like, I look at your ship and I see everything's ship shape, everything is standard in order, nothing out of place. You've got everything stowed, uh, you know, Federation style. You've got Starfleet in your bones. It's in your heart. I can practically smell it on you. (laughs) (laughs) Rafi warned me you were a speech maker. Jean-Luc, sometimes I think the only reason I come here is to listen to these wonderful speeches of yours. I need to do a TikTok to that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I need to understand how to use TikTok and then I'll do that. Well, I don't, so don't look at me. Yeah. I put something on TikTok this weekend. Oh. I haven't checked to see what happened. It's just uh, me making coffee, which is the only kind of movie I like making. <laughs> and <laughs> the last quote we'll use, uh, I really liked what Hugh said. I thought it was... It's telling, it's it's hinting at some when he's speaking to Soji and he mentions that there are no more despised people in the galaxy than the XBs. People either see us as property to be exploited or as a hazard to be warehoused. Our hosts, the Romulans, have a far more expansive vision. They see us as both. Uh so next time. Let's to find my buttons. Next time on Set Phasers. Next time on Set Phasers, we will be discussing episode four of Picard, entitled Absolute Candor. So we'll see what happens. Uh, what, what kind of candor is candored in Absolute Candor? It should be the absolute kind. But I, I oh, seem I to know. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some things are going to happen. Radical truth, isn't it? Well, yes. Sort of. <laughs> Absolute, Absolute candor, candor. Well, is I feel basically like the, radical truth. Yeah, Radical yeah, truth. Yeah. But that's a real thing, though. Um, anyway, uh, did did you did you say the thank you? Did you? Do no, I haven't said any you, of this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were looking at me to say something. I was like, oh, shit. No, I just was, I just, you, I was excited about the next episode. <laughs> I'd be happy to talk about it now, but we can just listen. Uh, listen, thank you. It's a great one. I hope you're watching along with us. Keep watching and keep listening. Thank you so much for joining us. We forgot to talk about news. We forgot to talk about oh news. Oh my goodness. Well, news. we'll have to push it back to next week. It's fine. All we right, can talk right. about all the Yeah, we need to make, a, I guess, a segment. A news segment. We need segment. to put some time in because there's so many yeah new episodes of things. Well, you need to do a sound effect for that, don't you? Well, uh, yes, I'll do it. Okay, so okay. thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the program, you can catch us every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, where we will bicker like children on Facebook Live <laughs> or as a podcast every Monday, wherever podcasts come from. 
Oh, we're such a dynamic duo. Uh, we are, of course, on Facebook and Instagram at Set Phasers Podcast. Please feel free to follow us and join in the conversation of all things Trek and my meme games. My meme games. Meme game strong. strong. Meme game strong. If you the want force, to. The meme force. The meme is force strong. in this one. Uh, if you want to support our continuing mission to discover what Picard has in store for us, the wordplay doesn't work as well there. Picard, we'd only be delighted. You can patronize us. We can take it by going to patreon.com slash set phasers and signing up there. It would, be, it would mean a lot to us. It would. It would mean lots of coffee. Well, at least one or two coffees each. Plenty of coffee. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really what all we want in life. That's all we um, need. Well, until next time, I am Stevie. And I am Aki Burmese. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. And program. <laughs>